<laughs> Hello and welcome everybody. Hopefully you're having a great goddamn day. Welcome back to another episode of Crypto Yams, the podcast, your number one source for Bitcoin news, information, TA, and anything in between. Uh, today, myself, Baked Potato, and I'm joined by Trend Espresso. Hey, hey. Yes, hello. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some things just coming into the weekend, uh, price action, and maybe touch into a few things. There's not really too much going on with the news. And of course, the price action has been very much stable and just consolidating through this level. We really haven't seen too much action over the last couple of weeks, so not too, too much to go into. But regardless, uh, we're going to take a deep dive into it. So starting with TA, we're going to jump up here to our daily. Take a quick little look and see that, ooh, potentially by tomorrow's close, we could be invalidating the triple confirmation that we had in the daily buy. It is flicking on and off. It's not certain as of right now. Um, going into the weekend, we know that if we do get some sort of invalidation confirmed, potential for that to not work out is much higher. Um, just because, again, liquidity volume over the weekend is almost always low. And overall, the money flow as per the daily, has been ticking up since May 1st. Um, even though, obviously, price action has come much, much, much lower, price has come much lower, the money flow is actually starting to continue to find higher lows. So not essentially a terrible thing if we do get pushed down one more time, as long as we create another divergence. Uh, I don't see too much issue with this. Very important, of course, that we do hold around $30,000 as far as Monday goes. So essentially seeing if we do get invalidated over the weekend by tomorrow's close, we would essentially need to see price stay around 30 and potentially try and invalidate the invalidation. So the TC, the sell confirmation, the triple confirmation uh, would have to be followed by a buy triple confirmation on that daily within the next two to three days afterwards of the sell TC. And again, it's not confirmed. We may get it by tomorrow. We may get it by Sunday. And then Monday, things flip back around. I just, I don't have a lot of hope in this invalidation just because again, we're going into the weekend. There's usually not too much to follow in behind that. Same time, our total three on the daily kind of working out to be in the same situation. We did TC as of the 31st. So four days ago, we've since been pushed down the entire time. So we would need to see an invalidation of that or start working our way back up without actually TCing, giving us a much stronger signal for the buy if we weren't to TC down, essentially making all this sell pressure. Veto it, essentially. Throw it out the damn window. Coming into our shorter time frames, eight hour has been TC'd down since the first two days ago. Again, I'm seeing the overall, you know, divergences, momentum's building to the upside. We've still got bullish market structure as per the eight hour. I believe the 12 and 16 have turned down. So no, the 16's up and the 12's down. So there's definitely some funky stuff going on, essentially, when all the time frames are furring, the certainty of any move is not guaranteed. And that's pretty much what we've been seeing for probably about a week or two now. Essentially, just coming back up, retesting the top, coming back to the bottom, retesting the bottom, throwing the confluence right out the window because everything's all mixed up. Short term wise, actually, the four hour could potentially be popping back up here. We do have bullish market structure. 
We could be working back towards 30,500, um, bouncing off of our 618, which we've touched uh, earlier today at around 29,200, 300. So again, just more consolidation within this level. We can see that every time we've gone above 30,500, it's come pushed right back into that price action of 30,500 and about 28,29. So until we for sure break out of this range, either confirming this as some sort of bearish flag and getting a continuation wave to potentially push us closer towards 20,000, or we use the divergences and we use this as a bottom formation because we still essentially have higher lows from our previous divergences. Um, and there's still hopium for the bulls here. It's just a matter of fact of, are they going to actually use that momentum that they have in their favor? And if they pass the opportunity, then we're not going to see that upside push. Um, we might get some sort of fake push past 32, where we were fake pushed the previous time here on the uh, 31st. Um, so potentially we could be working back up towards the medium term resistance, putting us at about 35,000 before getting a full on rejection, you know, to, uh, to take us below the market structure line of 28,000, a major support line of 30, all that jazz. And yeah, that's kind of where we're sitting right now. Essentially, the weekend doesn't seem at the moment to have too much going on. From what I can tell over the next two or three days, it should be pretty slow going just as it has been. Scalping the range is not a bad idea. Again, if you understand the parameters, $1,000 moves back and forth can still make you a lot of money in the short term. And obviously looking for that more macro sign before taking anything more than scalp entries, starting entries, so on and so forth. Trent, do you want to jump in here? You got anything you want to add, my friend? I think, yeah, I think you covered the, the short-term time frame pretty well. Um, I mean, really the only thing that is giving me any directional bias is the, uh, yeah, is the divergence that you were talking about on the on Wolfpack TC'd up right now on the one hour, but of course four hours down. But this just really looks... On the, I have the one hour chart that I'm showing right now. It really just looks range bound to me. Same thing you were talking about. There's really not a lot of macro direction. You know, 28 and change to the bottom, 32 fake out kind of to the top. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's in uh, in situations like this is where you maybe you you play more of like the range or the grid, right? You know, you wait until it comes back down more towards the bottom. You see that divergence. You get the TC. It's all looking good. You know, you play it up to the top of the range and then the inverse. Certainly on, on a macro picture, traditional markets fell today. At least uh, U.S. traditional markets fell. Not really looking too too hot. I, I'm just surprised at how weak this stuff is. I mean, let's see. I think it's. I think this is down. Here's the peak, December last year. So this is down, I mean, as of today, negative 15%. It's down 15% in six months for the low 5% lower than that. Um, of course, if we look at NASDAQ, this will probably be nastier. That was a uh, more of like a growth ETF. Yeah, mm -hmm. NASDAQ is down, you know, 26%, uh, down another 2.5%. I mean, 2.5% in the stock market, that's, that is severe, you know? Uh, two and a half percent in Bitcoin, nobody would even, you wouldn't even sneeze at that, right? It'd be nothing. But yeah, 30% in the stock market over, what is this? I guess this is the same, about six months. Just seems, seems like there's a lot of fear. Um, I think that that, I think that's the, basically the macro environment is people are just, um, they're, they're risk off and crypto, Bitcoin, all that stuff. They, most people consider it a risk on asset. They don't really look at the, uh, fundamental value. Most people don't. And so that's what the market is basically playing out. That's really the macro picture, I guess. 
I think that's the thing that I pay attention to the most is the the macro stuff. As far as the shorter term timeframes, I think you you nailed it. And uh, I, you know, like how are you going to try and get a directional bias on this? I mean, look at the last three weeks; it's been between like twenty eight and. 32. I don't see how you could really see that in it as anything other than just playing in a range. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're good at options, and none of this is financial advice, but uh, for anybody who does this already, you, you know that this is the kind of environment where options really can, can be amazing, especially when it's just basically consolidating and your volatility can, continues to come down. You know, that really is the, the good kind of environment for like trend or uh, directional trading, like actually pure long, pure short, something like that. Not, uh, not as much because you just don't, you, you have these, these moves that you can kind of scalp, but that's, that's it. You're just playing the range. You don't have like a $10,000, you know, moon move or $10,000 doom move. You know, you don't really, that's not the environment right now. Right. I, I think it is constructive that Bitcoin is not, that traditional markets fell today and Bitcoin, I mean, what did it really lose? It was like $1,000, not even 600 I don't know the percentage on that. It's about 1000 yeah. I mean, it's a tradable move, right? You know, if you if you had shorted yesterday, then that's like 3% and change. But it's, uh, you know, we're just spoiled in crypto. We, we, we look for the, the 50 percenters and the 100 percenters, you know, yeah, those those things. So I want to show one thing that I, uh, I, I found the other day that I wanted to point out for you. And it's essentially uh, looking at this as almost like a fractal uh, just on the S&P. The last time that we had, you know, the March 2020 crash, it was led up to firstly by a 20% drop, right? You kind of had this prior smaller move. You had the 20% dump. It it basically V-bottomed, came back up to previous all-time high, retested it, retested it, broke through made a new all-time high, and then came back to the major support level, you know, the actual crash. And funny enough, you know, we're starting to see potentially the same situation here where we've seen this 20% crash now. We have bullish market structure still on the daily. There is really nice bullish divergences stacked up here. And so like the fractal is, is similar enough you know, that I could absolutely see something like this playing out where we do work our way back up in towards previous all-time highs. We dick around here for a while. We do break out, potentially pushing us in towards 5,000 or just above before then seeing a major dump correction. It, and essentially, this is all, you know, this just lightens the load of dump because if we were to dump our 50% or whatever from current prices right like that's that's almost 2000 points <laughs> like yeah you know it's a 30% dump if we were to do that from here it takes us yeah to like 2550 i just i don't know i don't know about that i could definitely see us getting close to our my yellow line here which is essentially up up to the weekly it's not a true true support line but it's been an average macro support line for a very long time going back prior to 2008 back here to 82 and we could push that back let's be real about that this this is the market that goes up basically right 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 i mean you're you're, you're back to uh what was that was that the early 1900s that so was, we got uh, back to 
I believe so. I believe it was. But, uh, go way, way left. Way yeah. left. Oh my yeah. god. They have, they have data back to Abraham Lincoln? Yep. 1872 is when this thing started. Damn, trading view's been around a while. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, but no, seriously, like this, you know, when you when you look at it like that, you zoom out, it's more than a century of data. Uh, th- th- this chart goes to the right and up over time. It, even if it dumps 50%, even if it did come down to 2,000, look at where 2,000 is on the overall multi-year, you know, decades thing. I don't think it stays there for very long. That's my personal opinion. I don't see the world just completely crumbling. Um, I think a lot of the fear that people had about COVID in March 2020, I, I think a lot of that is is done with. Even if it's, oh, you know, there's going to be more variants and people are still getting sick and it's a seasonal thing and there still might be local shutdowns here or there or whatever, what have you, mask mandates or not. I think largely economically, things are, a lot of the numbers look fairly constructive to me aside from the inflation. So I, I just don't see how you have that much fuel in the tank for another 50% down. Agreed. I mean, the fact that the news agencies and everyone and their dog is talking about recession now, it like we we just, you know, they're talking about it here when after the dump, right? They could have been talking about it here when we were continuously seeing these new highs come up and divergence after divergence after divergence on a weekly basis. Like essentially we topped out here at 3000-ish, you know, from that turnaround peak and ever since then we just we diverged we diverged we diverged we diverged we diverged from that point and that was back in june of 2020 now we're in june of 2022 funny enough and i think that the i don't know it feels almost like like i said like continuation sideways here until about probably 2023 2023 up until almost 2024 is probably where we peak in december and then December going into 2024 is probably where things are going to take a big setback. But I could absolutely see them drawing this out for another year or two before things really, really like they're they're so in our face that we can't ignore it anymore. You know, because we, as we know, like they've already been kicking the can down the road for essentially two years straight as per this information and data that we see here, because everything was diverging. So I don't know. That's it was about a two year period from bottom to top. And now we're potentially doing the same thing. So you think May, June, you basically have a r- roughly present time as the bottom of that, the the V dip. Yeah, we're already starting to see this I see. around, right? Like four days already turned back up. The daily's been TC'd since uh, the 26th. The percentages, like I said, are bang on. 20%, 10%. So it's, it goes 10, 20, 30. We got a psychic. That'd be great. No, if, um, let me just see. The 20% on the left side there, that's the end of 2018, right? Yes. And during that time period, Bitcoin went from whatever, go back here. I think it was like 7,000. Let's look. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it was, expand this out. You had a, a peak in July and then let's see, September. September is probably where that, the, that fall off started kind of happening. On your yes. screen, I think, or is it? Yeah, yeah, it was right so near that, September. Yeah, so at that point, that was roughly, let's see, yeah, about seven thousand, and then it dumped off to like fifty percent to half of that, right? Thirty-five hundred. I mean, pretty much on point, a fifty percent. And let's see what we've done now. I think we've done the same, basically. Right? 
Yeah, the uh, the dump started in about January 2022. Mm-hmm. It peaked out to where we are essentially let's to like May 19th. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin has done like around a 57% dump. So if you're looking for the bullish hopium, that's that's the best thing that I got is comparing it to the traditional markets and the fact that you had a 20% dump in 2018, 20% dump now, and both times Bitcoin's gone down 50% from its all-time high, or sorry, from the from the previous high. I guess in this case, it, it was an all-time high, although previously it was not. It was only 7,000, which was significantly down. But it is a pattern that, that could, I think that's, I'm going to give the bulls something to, to prey on. That's what I'm given. Right. Yeah, because this is, I mean, this is only our first retest of this, what was major, major resistance, potentially now turning support, which is actually very fucking bullish at around 4,000 points on the S&P. So it, it makes a lot of sense that we would chop and maybe this fractal ends up actually doing something more like this, where we're retesting, 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 and then pushing up like like closer to 5,000 other than the 53, which I mean... As long as we come back to my yellow line here, for people on the podcast, you can't see, but timeline-wise, when I'm expecting this crash, uh, puts us at about 3,200 points on the S&P. It's the exact same level we retested back in 2020 March, but it was at 2,300 points. So I definitely think that there's potentially some correlation. The the S&P tends to fractal a lot it's a lot more similar, I find, with traditional markets in fractals rather than Bitcoin, which still fractals. It just it always has different variations of the fractal. You know, like let's say in the first week of said fractal, you pumped the first time and then dumped off. Well, maybe in the secondary fractal, you go sideways, pump at the end and then dump. But the time is the same. It just did a different route. But the result is the same. The overall of the fractal is the same. And I think that's what we need to keep in mind. But this, like, this is almost, you know, when you're comparing this fractal to the previous one and you're putting it here, I mean, obviously we have the first dip, came back up, the second dip, and then you have to take this, you have this little bit here would be this guy. And you have the same, the same damn thing. You have the wave, came back up, and came down one, two, three times. I think it's always going to be slight variations that are different, but the overall of this thing is the same, right? It still did the same number of drops. It came right back down to the same place, so on and so forth. So the only difference is that this part varies a bit. Otherwise, it's very, very close. Very, very close. If you want some, uh, you want some Bitcoin fractals. Yeah, show me the way. So I stole this from Jonas. If you uh, if you just copy 2017, or well, two, this is actually 2018, 19, and then 20 is here and onward. You okay? Uh, depending on, depending on how you adjust it, this is one potential pattern, right? Based on like high to r- roughly the low capitulation to like low 20k's in 2023, and then picking itself back up. You have the having. Uh, or having whatever it is uh when when is that it's supposed to be like march april may something like that 2024 somewhere in here and then i don't know (laughs) 
Oh wait, no, this is right. Yeah, seventy four thousand. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I, for a second there, I thought there was another zero, like seven hundred thousand. But no, 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 that makes sense because yeah, seventy here. Like seven hundred, man. That, I don't know. That's a little aggressive. Oh, I don't know if that'll happen. I know, right? But you know, you can see the two hundred week coming in here. We've tested this green line before. Uh, we tested it during COVID. Here it is at the very bottom of two thousand eighteen. Um, on a on a macro chart, here, here it is the this like teal turquoise line. If you if you draw it back, the furthest down that Bitcoin pretty much falls below it is twenty ish, twenty five percent, something like that. But I would think you know if this continues out. What is this? You know, this is right around that same thing, twenty thousand or sorry, uh twenty percent. Yeah. You know, below the two hundred week if it goes sideways. Of course it's not gonna just go sideways, it's gonna keep coming up a little bit because it's twenty seven right now and we're we're still at twenty nine. But you know, that would be like your low twenty K Bitcoin. Um if you draw it out a little bit differently. So this is matching let me see, this is matching like this peak kind of see this this slide. Uh, it doesn't quite you know, these fractals like you were saying, they don't it's not an exact science, right? It's it's art, but uh, you kind of come to a similar conclusion, eighteen thousand ish, a bit earlier, end of this year instead of next year. But um, either which, any case that you draw this, I mean, in twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, you see a big lift off. This actually takes until yeah, end of twenty twenty five. I don't even. I don't think it's actually going to take that long. I think you're going to have the having, and then I don't even know six months to a year at most, and then you have another bull run that's what i see happening with bitcoin this is just like you know dubious speculation right of course and yeah a lot of it depends on the stock market do i really think that the stock market is going to continue to just down 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 for like years to come i mean personally no i think this move has largely already played out even though it made another lower low i think it's going to take a while to to unmess itself but i could certainly see in December or something, you know, this forming like a huge head and shoulders kind of thing. And by the time we get to January or like November, December, January, mm-hmm. I could see it back at all time high again. I don't know if that lines up with your fractal, but I, there's, there's only so much that I think people want to sell. And to what you were talking about, I think uh, the last on Wednesday, there's, I don't know how much institutional selling there is going on here in the stock market. I'm not, I'm not convinced that it's, Goldman Sachs saying, oh my gosh, we got a bail. Uh, especially because with the stock market, you have, depending on where you are, uh, the Federal Reserve in the in the States or Bank of England in England, or I, I can't remember the, the bank that the EU has. In any case, a lot of them will, will print more, which yes, does cause inflation. But if they're willing to manage it with interest rates, I think this might just be, oh, we're worried about the inflation and the interest rates. Okay, the economy's not crumbling. Okay, I guess it's time to buy back up. You know, and that might be what we're seeing here is kind of more of a, a V-dip based on emotion. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that they're pushing out retail right now. And then retail's not going to start jumping back in until we start hitting the, the previous high again. If we are mm-hmm. going to something similar to this, they're going to start buying back in here which is essentially where those institutions will probably start selling. They'll be taking profits at this high, this high, this high. And then, of course, if we break all-time high, they're definitely going to be selling off here in the five-point range, which is, again, like I would imagine that retail is going to buy here, they're going to buy here, they're going to buy here, and they're probably going to buy the break. But by that time, you're already at 5,000 points and you really don't have that much 
more to go, you know, maybe a couple hundred points, maybe. But if we were to see some sort of new all-time high in the stock market by next year, it's not going to last long. But in the same aspect, I think you're absolutely right. And I agree that I don't think that the dump would be extended over a long course period of time. You know, the majority of the dump will happen in a very short amount of time. Like we can see that this previous dump happened within two months, not even two months. It was about, you know, it was about two months. But I could see a very similar thing coming to fruition where we have a very fast correction, a very swift, hard, fast chop, and then a very slow kind of go about maybe more time spent consolidating down here than we did the previous time. Because this was all, you know, speculation of potential what was to come. It wasn't caused by anything other than speculation, right? That's why we called it a black swan event. Because it wasn't like the stock market crashed because everyone's pulling out. It was like speculative thought about COVID and what was going to happen, everything shutting down, right? But we didn't forecast that they were going to print trillions and trillions of dollars either to counter that. So yeah, I agree. I don't think that the institutions right now are looking at pulling out. And if they were, they would have taken out already at the, you know, the higher low the minimum somewhere here at like 4,500 points. But I would imagine that this retest, if this, if we can get back above here and start closing above, which I believe we're just doing now, we are, they're potentially looking at jumping back in the boat or adding back in until things have a clearer signal of what direction we're going to go from there. But things do not feel as bad as they, as they're making them out to be. The money flow is a great confluence indicator in that sense like it's still pointing straight up right now on the daily the four day is just turning back up so i definitely think yes there is some hopium stuff here and it makes way more sense to me that you know the recession comes after they've they've literally kicked the can as far as they can go they're not just going to let it go there's too many things riding on that but this if we do get a new all-time high again it kind of um, eases the the pain of the drop, right? Like, let's say we were to get a, a lower high here, hit resistance, 44, 45 or something, and then crap the bed. Well, you know, the target could be 3,000. Things could get really bad, and we could potentially break that support, which we haven't done in a, a very long time. And I just don't know. I don't know about that. This is, But you can see on the major, on the grand scheme of things, that little channel that we're in has only been a channel for 14 years ish established 2010 so 12 years the real major macro support i could see is much much lower than where we're where we're at you know but that's of course extreme case not as likely to happen yeah hopefully that all makes sense you know just again keeping this stuff in the back of your minds guys we, we have to be aware of what the economy is doing and where it's standing right now. Um, you know, we, we've been talking about this for what feels like forever, that it is completely weak. It's being held up by essentially paper legs. And uh, but no one's realizing it. And if no one cares and if no one realizes it, then it will continue to hold under that paperweight, just as it did in 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 the previous recession or before the previous recession. Again, if you if you haven't seen The Big Short, it's a very relatable movie 
to what's going on here, where those guys started shorting when they started seeing the signals. But the true play did not come until almost two years later, which, funny enough, guess what? We're, it's the same timeline that we're looking at at the moment. Uh, but a two-year potential uh, continuation before true bearish sediment kicks in and takes over. But yes, only up. Only up, my friends. So with that all being said, I think we've covered a good amount of the basis today. Again, I'm not expecting too much from Bitcoin over the weekend. Altcoins will probably continue to rain blood as they have been. And just don't get stuck to any position because things are flipping back and forth so fast right now. There's no certainty. And I just we need to we need to be respectful of that macro, which is still pointing down. There's not much else we can do about that until that changes. Were you wanting to point out what you got up on your chart trend? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just looking real quick about. uh, So if it's a 50 percent dump in NASDAQ, gets us Mm -hmm. down to about 8000 points, which is only like at worst back to 2018. I mean, I understand it's four years of gains erased, but it's not like 2008 when. uh, Let's see if I can go back. Oh, I'm on a daily chart. Let's do weekly. I mean, in 2008, I think it erased like a decade worth, didn't it? it pretty much did, yeah. Uh, yeah, this this high, I mean, yeah, 1999 to 2007. I mean, you have this dot-com boom, which is, that's, that's also crazy to think about, isn't it? 2000 took all the way until 2015 to break the 2000 dot-com boom. But either way, this uh, in 2007, yeah, you, your previous high to that was 1999, and then it took... Uh, three years to recover from that. Ah, uh, you know. Nuts. I think three years. I think three years from now, we look at this, and Nasdaq's going to be at eighteen thousand points. Bitcoin's going to be a hundred k. You know, blah blah blah. You run it. Mm-hmm. In between, a lot of volatility. Absolutely. The end goal stays the same. We continue our only up. All the stuff in between is just shenanigans mm-hmm. or opportunity, depending on how you look at it. It's always a trader's paradise. Except for when it's ranging. <laughs> now, even then, you can play the range. It's not bad. Exactly. Scalper's paradise. Exactly. All right, my friends. Closing things off, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen today. Make sure you check out tripleconfirmation.com if you have not yet. Make sure you check out all the stuff we're doing with TCC. Read about the staking contract update that we put out on our Medium and our Twitter post uh, page today. And again, we appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully, you have a great rest of your day. Take care. Bye-bye.